Blog Talk Radio. special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand, the opportunity to take control of your future, and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over four years... Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get inside tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Check out our weekly franchise radio show, where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys, and our podcast, great quotes in franchising. Get three months of free advertising when you sign up for our one-year package. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Need a business loan? Talk to Diamond Financial Services, the experts in franchise financing nationwide. 
Whether you're looking to start a franchise, acquire an existing franchise, or expand your territory through opening new locations, Diamond Financial stands by your side start to finish. From pre-qualification to packaging and presenting your application to securing a financial commitment and through the loan closing process, Diamond Financial is there. While you're waiting, thousands of others are making their financial dreams come true. Don't wait any longer. Pre-qualify now by completing a confidential, no-obligation financial analysis. Let's face it, traditional banks just aren't in the business of financing small business. At Diamond Financial, we specialize in securing franchise loans from $100,000 to $3 million and equipment leasing up to $150,000. Let us help you get started. Go to www.franchisefunding.net or call 877-508-2274. That's franchisefunding.net, 877-508-2274. Casual, 
No one else is even close to what we do. We make gourmet food in $10 in 10 minutes. We've blown away the response. We've had triple the anticipated volume. That might be from one of their franchisees, actually. Cliff Bostic, uh, Creative Loafing, says, Fresh to order is a great-looking space. The first words that come to mind when you walk into the door are Los Angeles. It's glitzy, semicircular space with an open kitchen, lots of windows, warm lighting, and menu that reminds me of the early days of Wolfgang Puck Express in L.A. That's interesting. Uh, Atlanta Magazine says, Best new salad place, fresh to order. Tasty homemade dressings include an almost calorie-free lemon and herb, wonderfully fresh greens, distinguished toppings, ranging from bourbon-grilled salmon to chilled-lined shrimp, and ultra-generous portions displayed on unusual long platters render the salad experience memorable in this named newcomer. Allison Weiss, uh, Atlanta Sports and Fitness. Breaking the rules, F2O is tearing down the walls uh, between fine cuisine and frugal customers. Let's see, this is coming from Go uh, Airtran In-Flight Magazine. Gourmet salads, hot press sandwiches, and three-quarter plates, meaning larger entrees, uh, pose a savory, smoky, sweet uh, nuances that are chef-driven <clears throat> chef uh, but commuter-friendly. What's hot um, the, from the Julep Atlanta Jewish Times says, Owner Pierre Panos and corporate chef Jesse Gideon know what they're doing at F2O, or Fresh to Order, the oversized salads, hot, pressed uh, paninis, and entree plates are all delectable. Susan Keys of Points North Magazine, a new franchise concept is proving that speedy service doesn't necessarily correlate with greasy calories. Fresh to Order, or F2O for short, dishes up wholesome salads and panini sandwiches, fresh and fast. Uh, no pricey check, no lengthy wait. And there's actually more. You know, I can go on all day. You know, you can see the great press that Fresh to Order F2O uh, has has gotten. And, um, you know, it's great to see a concept like this. You know, again, typically we're always in, you know, such a rush, it seems like. And, you know, if you want something in 30 seconds, you know, I mean, typically you're going to get something that's not – uh, particularly healthy for you, you know. So um, this is an interesting franchise concept. Don and I have been looking forward to this one for a while as, as we've been announcing on the show. So um, those guys will come on in about another 15 minutes. Uh, let's see what we got. Next week, we're shifting gears a bit. I know the last three weeks we've been talking a lot about food <laughs> and uh, getting very hungry after the show. But next week we're meeting with Great Play, uh, Keith Kamhai, who is the co-founder and CEO of Great Play. And Great Play first opened in Stanford, Connecticut in 2006 by fitness buffs Gile and Keith Kamhai. The franchise gym concept for kids offers fun-filled motor skill, sports skills, and physical education classes for children ages six months through fifth grade, as well as birthday parties. There are currently seven locations with four gyms opening soon. About 20 locations are expected by the end of 2012. Uh, I mean, these are amazing. We, uh, uh, My wife and I, uh, my son, now that he's three years old, he's getting invited to uh, birthday parties all the time. <laughs> and uh, The last one was at uh, Bounce U, which we actually had on the show. And, again, it's a little different concept, but it's amazing. I mean, when you look at the business model, and, and you know, I'm, I'm a pain to go to uh, these functions with, um, you know, if I go on a franchise like a Bounce U or a McDonald's, whatever that may be. Um, because I'm just looking around at the business model, I say, "Oh my God, this is this is 
it, it's a it's a great model, and this sounds like something similar. What I like about it too is, is that you know the kids are getting exercise. You know they're running around. It's not like uh, you know when, when we were kids. You know if, if I go back to like you know twenty, thirty, forty years ago, you know, you saw kids playing in the neighbor in the neighborhood more frequently. You don't see that as much today. You know, so uh, I, I think that's a common uh, complaint among a lot of parents. You know, so. This should be an interesting concept. It says here, Great Play is redefining the youth physical development category with an innovative new collection of programs delivered a patent-pending interactive arena that makes developing skills fun and easy for children. And we've packaged it all into a step-by-step blueprint to help franchisees turn their passion for youth fitness into a thriving business. And how often have we said on the show, you know, over the last four years is, is, you know, a lot of times you are buying that blueprint. You know, sometimes we'll call it uh, the business in the box. Um, You know, it goes by a lot of different taglines. So what else does it say here? So great play and innovative concept for S-growing industry. Okay. So, again, that's going to be next week, and and we're looking forward to having um, those guys on the show as well. Following week after that, one of my favorite franchise opportunities, because I've been following them for such a long time now, Right at Home, a privately held provider of in-home elder care and assistance, was founded in 1995 by Alan Hagar, a hospital administrator who was concerned patients needed additional assistance after their discharge from the hospital. He sought to assist their return of good health by becoming a certified nursing assistant, then launching Right at Home. Today, Right at Home generates more than $170 million in annual revenue through its 200-plus offices. It's amazing for me because, you know, I've been following these guys for for quite a long time now um, to see the growth that has taken place with with Right at Home. Um, When I first started following them back in, um, oh, God, I guess it was like sometime in the, probably around 2000, um, and and I did mention um, to our listeners last week that I did a feasibility report on them. I think it was back in 2003 to find out that this particular franchise is very uh, feasible. So it's good to see the growth. There's lots of senior care franchises out there, and quite honestly, you can hear about six of them on Franchise Interviews, on FranchiseInterviews.com or our our show page on BlogTalkRadio.com and uh, even Life365.com. Actually, last week we were uh, running all of them on Life365.com. And, um, you know, they're all interesting opportunities. I mean, I I love this particular industry, so I don't have anything bad to say. It's growing. There's a lot more franchises catering to this industry today than there were a decade ago, you know, a decade ago there was like a handful of them, and now it seems like there's much more. And all of them seem to provide something a little different. They have their own niche in the market, which um, uh, definitely keeps things interesting. So looking forward to um, having those guys on the show. December 8th, uh, we are having Joel LaBava the franchise king on our show for the third time. And, you know, when we invite people back three times, you know they're great. Um, and, and Joel is one of those. In fact, we actually last week we played a clip from Joel LaBaba, who is now on our Great Quotes in Franchising uh, podcast. And, you know, he was talking about um, interviewing franchisees, and uh, he, he's just one of the most knowledgeable people when it comes to the topic of franchising. He's coming out with a new book, I think this will be Joel's second book. I'll have to confirm that with him, on uh, becoming a franchise owner. His first book focused uh, more on research, which I thought was a nice niche 
in the market because there's lots of franchise books out there, but um, not too many that pertain to actual research because I think a lot of people just don't know how to do research. Uh, Warren Gresh's December 15th. And by the way, there's plenty of shows for September, October, and November that Don and I are lining up right now. In fact, um, we have our 250th show, um, five-year anniversary show, the end of November. We, it's usually right before uh, Thanksgiving. And we usually have a pretty big guest on that show. So uh, Don and I are talking about a couple different ideas um, for that show, you know, but it's usually a two-hour show, uh, lots of fun. You know, we have sometimes have um, previous guests call in, and you know, they they congratulate us, and you know, um, it's it's just it's a fun show to do, you know, especially that time of year. You know, you're getting ready for Thanksgiving and the holidays and all that stuff. So, uh, really looking forward to that. So, we're going to be putting all these shows. We'll probably be booked. Um, for the rest of the year in another couple of weeks. So we'll have those posted up on our website, FranchiseInterviews.com. We're going to play a clip now from um, Nancy Lenard. And Nancy, oh, by the way, how can I forget about last week? We should talk about last week's show for just a moment. Um, last week we met with uh, Craig Dunaway, uh, president of Penn Station East Coast Subs franchise opportunity. I want to thank Craig again for coming on the show. Uh, if you missed the show, Penn Station is a fast, casual, East Coast-style sub sandwich chain that has about 225 restaurants in 12 states. Projections call for 25 restaurants in 2011 with 325 total restaurants open by the end of 2013. What I like about this franchise opportunity is I guess there you can put them in that range of like small to medium sized uh, type of franchise. You can see they have very close relationships with their franchisees. In other words, if you want to talk to uh, the president, Craig Dunaway, He's very accessible. You know, try doing that with McDonald's or Subway. And again, not to pick on McDonald's or Subway, they're they're, they're amazing franchise opportunities. But um, to speak to the CEO or president is quite difficult. It'll probably take a week or two for them to get back to you, quite honestly. So I like this opportunity. Uh, You can see Craig's background uh, in accounting had a very big influence. Um, He talks a lot, like in numbers, like return on investment, which is really so important when you're buying into a franchise opportunity. So um, we like these guys. We're going to keep our eyes on them and and, and hopefully have them back in 2012. Franchise attorney Nancy Lennard, we had her on our show twice, which, again, says a lot, you know, if we invite our guests back two times. And uh, she is very knowledgeable on the topic of franchising, and we think she's one of the best franchise attorneys. makes me happy she's actually here in Pennsylvania. I don't get the opportunity of having too many of our guests um, close to uh, our, our home headquarters, so that's kind of nice. Um, Nancy, in this particular clip on great quotes and franchising, she talks about the lease, which is very important. Also, one of the key themes of our show has always been for the last almost five years now is to not just hire an attorney, but hire a, a franchise attorney. I think Nancy kind of hints upon Hi, that. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a Great Quote in Franchising. You know, Don and I have been hosting Franchise Interviews now almost five years, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from franchise attorney Nancy Lennard, and I should emphasize the word franchise attorney. Picture this. Your cousin Joe just graduates from law school, and... Um, uh, he specialized in corporate law or civil law, and you say, you know what, 
I'm, I'm going to buy a franchise and I'm going to use my cousin Joe as, as my franchise attorney. Well, believe it or not, it happens all the time and not a good idea. One of the things that Don and I, if you've listened to our show starting from four years ago to current moments, um, you'll see one of the main themes of the show is that we emphasize to get a franchise attorney. Very, very important. Nancy is, is very, very knowledgeable. We've had her on the show two times up to this point, and she's always offers us some great advice. Today she's going to be talking a little bit about leasing, and of course she's going to emphasize the importance of hiring a franchise attorney. And um, here we go with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising with Nancy Lennard. Enjoy. And, and not just any attorney, a franchise attorney, because another type of attorney isn't going to understand that the, that what types of changes can and can't be made. This, this is a very unique type of document. It isn't like a lease, for example, right. which is a heavily negotiable document. Um, we negotiate practically every sentence in a, in a lease when we get it. But a franchise agreement is very different. A material change to the franchise agreement can mean that they have to change their disclosure documents. So we know what what can and can't be negotiated, what is a critical change, what is a critical thing to change, right? and what what is necessary to protect our clients. Right. It's such a big investment in a franchise. Why not make the additional investment to have total peace of mind? Just make sure everything you're doing is correct. Yeah, and, it, and if you're, you know, if the franchisee is taking an SBA loan or some other type of financing, just include those fees. That's why we do it at a flat fee so that people can anticipate what their costs are going to be up front right. and just include that in the financing that they're that they're going to be getting. Right. Good. So uh, I guess changing gears a little bit, Nancy, let's talk about, um, uh, I guess, also your specialty in reviewing a lease. What are some legal concerns for franchisees in leasing commercial uh, Those are huge because, as I just said, the leases are extraordinarily negotiable documents and everything in, the, in a lease is basically um, negotiable and negotiated. Um, we, because we do so many leases, and last year we did probably over 100 retail uh, shopping center and mall leases yeah. because we have certain franchise systems that we work with, and we are their recommended and authorized law firm for handling um, the leases for their franchisees. Yeah. Um, so we just do, plus we do it as obviously um, part of our, our relationship with our franchisee clients as well and then any other clients that come to us uh, that need a lease reviewed. So we do so many. There, everything is, is, uh, is up for grabs. I mean, one of the things that, for example, um, in any retail situation, you're going to be paying a franchisee or a tenant is going to be paying um, common area maintenance charges, known as CAM charges, in addition to their basic rent. Um, and CAM charges are uh, to cover the areas that are, as the term sounds like, common area. So um, parking lot expenses, roof expenses, um, the common area in bathrooms and hallways or walkways if it's outside, um, and the lighting, electricity, the maintenance um, to maintain, to maintain, repair, to replace, any of those kinds of items. Well, we have an exhibit that we attach to every lease that we negotiate or that we review and send on to the landlord to negotiate, we attach an exhibit of 28 items that we want excluded from including in those pass-through charges to the tenant. So these charges are passed through on a prorated basis to the tenant based on the square footage 
percentage that that tenant has in the shopping center or mall, um, and uh, how that what is included in those common area maintenance charges can vary. And so we say that things such as um, legal fees relating to leasing the center should not be passed through to to the tenant, our client. Um, expenditures that are of a capital nature should not be passed through. Repairs that are caused by the landlord or by another tenant in the shopping center should not be passed through. That's just a couple examples of 28 items that we have in a list that we negotiate on our client's behalf um, to be excluded from including. And so that can save, um, you know, on, the, on a tenant's bottom line every single month. Um, and when you're starting a business, your overhead is so crucial. So, nope. and this is, you know, a major expense, of course, so just not what the monthly, uh, you know, rent or lease is going to be, but, you know, all those additional things can all add up in a hurry, so. No question. Um, and even things such as um, uh, what are included in taxes, <laughs> you know, that the rent, rental income should not be part of the taxes that are passed through to, to the tenant, because most leases are what's known as triple net leases, which means that all expenses of the landlord are basically passed through. But we are very careful on what kinds of things should not be passed through. From a practical end, defining what the landlord's responsible for repairing and maintaining and what the tenant's responsible for um, needs to be very clearly spelled out in the lease and often is not. You can actually hear that whole interview when you go to FranchiseInterviews.com or you just do a simple Google search, type in Nancy Lenard and Franchise Interviews and um, get probably both instances that come up right away uh, in the search. So, so why don't we do this? I hear guess Pierre is called in. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Franchise Interviews. Okay, you've got my attention. It's a rare event in the world of franchising when an opportunity comes your way that can and will thrive in almost any economic environment. It's here, and its name is Big Mouth Advertising. Big Mouth. BMA is a leader in the exciting world of mobile media advertising. Why is mobile media advertising able to defy the economic cycles? The answer is obvious. In times of economic weakness, advertising is crucial for survival as the consumer dollar is scarce and the competition fierce. What is mobile media? It's the newest and fastest growing segment in the advertising world. Mobile media brings the message directly to the consumer. Mobile media goes to the consumer in traffic where he eats and where he plays. It quite simply cannot be turned off or thrown out. And when you join the Big Mouth team Big Mouth. as a franchisee, you are joining the best. The Big Mouth advantage is simple and successful. We invest in a strong infrastructure and in great people. As a franchisee, you have access to this entire system, including telemarketing, sales maximization, general and administrative support, design and creative services, even billing and collection services. All you need is a mobile media vehicle, a driver, and the willingness to create a financially sound and limitless business for yourself. 
There are no long-term leases to sign, no expensive build-outs, no office personnel to hire. You will be part of the Big Mouth Advertising Community and share its entire website and reception services, as well as its complete back office services. This virtual office guarantees you the freedom to close those sales that will make you a success. We are so proud of our successes that we have voluntarily disclosed our revenue statements. Now, how many other franchises are doing that? Even in these historically rough financial times, Big Mouth Advertising has become a dominant force in the mobile media industry. Join the Big Mouth team and take the first step toward financial freedom. Please call Ron at 888-98-GO-BIG. That's 888-98-GO-BIG. Big Mouth! Hi everyone and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews where for over four years we've been asking the Franchipreneurs of one I'm your host Marty McDermott and I'm the President of Franchise Interviews and as we were saying earlier we have a great show today. We're meeting with Pierre Panos who's the founder and CEO of Fresh Water. And F2L is an innovative franchise restaurant concept that provides quality American cuisine, gourmet fresh ingredients, bad service, to offer incredible food served in less than 10 minutes for around $10. Hey, Pierre, how are you doing today? Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Oh, that's fantastic, Pierre. Thanks for coming on the show today. I don't know if you heard of the beginning of the show. I want to congratulate you on the success of Fresh to Order. We were reading, we read about like 15 great quotes uh, that were written about Fresh to Order in the media. So it sounds like you're doing a, a very good job over there, Pierre. You were referenced on several occasions, so... It's always it's always a good thing when you reference. And uh, you know, our mission, uh, as you mentioned, is to provide incredible food service and facilities, and that's what we try to do every day. We just try to get up every morning and, and beat our previous best and uh, and grow the concept that way. That's fantastic. We always like to ask our guests where you're calling from this morning, Pierre. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, great. Is that where your headquarters is actually located? Yeah, we headquartered in uh, in Alpharetta, which is a suburb of uh, of Atlanta. Gotcha. Okay, good. Okay, I know you have an interesting background. What were you doing before uh, coming to Fresh to Order? Prior to Fresh to Order in the States, I arrived uh, 18 years ago. I had a, I had a business in uh, in South Africa that also mm-hmm. was a restaurant business, but uh, I sold that, emigrated to the United States about 18 years ago, and uh, got involved and started a uh, concept called Stony River Legendary Steaks, which is a uh, a mid to upscale steakhouse concept, which we grew here in Atlanta. And in Chicago, uh, ultimately selling that in 2001 to uh, to O'Charlie's, and um, decided at that point that uh, it was fine having an upscale concept. The units were very expensive to build. Uh, our right. sales were great. We we're doing six million dollars per unit, and I vowed that once we had sold that concept, we'd get into something which would be able to provide the similar type of cuisine. In other words, just great uh-huh. cooking methods and, and great chef-driven food, uh, easy to execute. So a kitchen guy can execute it, but chef. Uh, created food, uh, but get that can't get that quality food out to people in the under ten dollar um, category, and that to me was very mm-hmm. important, uh, especially looking at the downturn, the recession that we've had. People are driving and want to see value; they want something that they're not going to spend an right. arm and a leg for, but get something that's really tasty, flavorful, and 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 quite frankly, something that you'd get at a finer dining restaurant. Yeah, I would agree about that. It sounds like this is something that's 
easy to duplicate where that last experience you had would have been pretty difficult, I guess you could say, to uh, to franchise, would you say? Correct. Something like Stone River is very difficult to franchise. Yeah. The, the uh, execution level has got to be at an absolute peak, and it's very difficult to right. find franchisees who understand how to execute at that level. Fresh to order, yeah. even though the quality is, is similar in a lot of ways, uh, the mm-hmm. techniques that we have derived and our training methods make it very, very easy to execute and to expand. And there's a far bigger pool of franchisees who understand how to execute at that level, even though we are looking at the top end of these franchisees, and, and we only want guys who really, and gals, of course, who really, really understand quality position, want to, are proud to be associated with the concept that creates this kind of food. Those are the people that we're looking for to get involved with us. People that are passionate about food uh, definitely want to make money, but want to have something a little bit different, not just the old, you know, uh, let's just get into franchise concept, let's make money. It doesn't really matter what it serves. We want the people to get involved with us to care about the quality of food and, and, and what we serve, quite frankly. And I define this niche that we are in as fast, fine. Uh, we, we believe we're the first people in that segment to have a you know, certain amount of stores. Uh, mm-hmm. Fast casual, of course, the very far, top end of fast casual, so most people understand, would be, let's say, Panera Bread, uh, right. that everyone gets what, the, you know, what that concept is. We definitely are a notch and a half above that in what we do in our execution methods. Everything is done fresh to order in our store every single day, hence the name fresh to order. For example, if you mm-hmm. come into our store, the differences from these other concepts, and this is why I call it fast fine, you're going to get greeted as you come in, the menu will be handed to you, you go to the register to order, but right behind the registers, you'll see beautiful flames. You'll actually see the flames, a flame grill, shooting flames coming out, and a real guy grilling real food. He's cooking his proteins, his meats, his chicken, his uh, bourbon filet, his uh, salmon. He's cooking all that product literally as you're ordering it. He's dropping that food, and then those proteins, those meats, as they've been cooked, are either placed inside a panini and hot pressed, served as an entree, or served as a salad. So we cross-utilize a lot of our product through different channels of the main three categories that we serve, which is, again, paninis, salads, and entrees. And, and the difference is that that food is cooked fresh to order. A lot of these guys, the food comes from the, co- comes from the commissary. It's just heated mm-hmm. up. Very few people actually cook their food other than when you get into the better type of restaurants that we talked about before. Wow. That's, so there's a clear like differentiation to me. Yeah, there's a clear differentiation yeah, it, it between fast casual and fast line. When we were reading, uh, researching about you guys, Pierre, we kind of thought that it was almost like an experience as well. You know, like when you go into a fresh order, you know, using our imaginations, is, is you get that experience as well. Kind of like when you go to Starbucks. You know, it's not you know Starbucks isn't just coffee; it's kind of an experience. And correct, I, I would pr- probably say that this is kind of like the same thing. You know, correct. The whole the descriptions idea. of the stores, yeah. Yeah, the whole idea when we developed it was that, that there'd be a lot of movement, there'd be action, you'd walk mm-hmm. in, you'd see the flames, there's always right. something um, going on. It's more of an excitement than just walking in, getting a food, sitting down, eating and leaving. And that was the passion, you know, as we created. We wanted the movement, we wanted the quality food, we wanted the freshness. I wanted something different that no one else had, had done out there uh, yet. And, and this, is what we, uh, this is what we came on, this is what we developed. And uh, so far, we've been very, very happy with the results. And we're at a point now where we fine-tuned and baked what we need to uh, to get going on a franchise basis. And we're looking at just the very best franchisees out there. We would also consider if they're high-net-worth individuals who um, we would find an operator and train for them, that uh-huh. is something that we'd consider doing as well, uh, other than just the top end of uh, you know franchisees. We would consider that because a lot of these guys who have got money and girls who have got money, 
they they understand how to run a business, but they may not understand right. the restaurant business. And it's pretty easy to pair an operator. And one of the requirements is that we invest and make sure that the operator got 10% uh, of that business, that they're true partners in the business. So there are two lines of the way we're going to grow the franchise. It's going to be uh, operators who have got multi-units already who understand the business, and it's going to be high net worth guys that we pair operators with. Mm. And we're going to go company history. stores. Yeah, I was going to say a little bit about the history too, Pierre. Is, is you know when did you guys begin, and 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 at what moments did you know perhaps that you said, okay, now we're ready to um, franchise this concept? We uh, we started in 2006 was the uh, the first mm-hmm. store that Fresh Daughter put up, and we had great success. We had lines out the door. I remember actually a couple of people with uh, at that point the the video cameras, uh, cell phone video. Um, was yeah. becoming big, and we had a number of people um, from competitors actually outside videoing the line that was wow. uh, outside the door. And I said, you know what, we got something pretty different and unique and, and something that people want. And what we wanted to do was definitely grow more of our company stores before we started franchising. Right. But we started right. getting a lot of inquiries, and we still didn't really go full uh, ball into the into the franchising model. We wanted to spend uh, a couple of years, which we have the last two years, fine-tuning unit economics, making sure the menu's perfect, getting all our uh, manuals and brochures and getting uh-huh. everything just perfect to be able to to uh, to franchise these things. So that when people do get involved with us, the system works and it's flawless and they end up being very happy because ultimately franchisees don't work for us. They're their own business people. You know, they are customers, just like the guests that walk into our restaurant every day. They're similar in a lot of ways. Yes, they have to follow our model, but they've got to be happy, and if they're happy, it sells itself. If they're not, and you grow with – you open five, six, seven, eight, ten stores that just don't do as well as they should, you may as well shut down the franchising side. It's right. just not going to work. So it's essential for us to find the absolute best locations uh, and the best franchisees. And we, we've nailed the location side with uh, a group that is based out of Atlanta that is very into what's called mosaic profiles. And mm-hmm. we understand exactly who our guest is now. Uh, we have fine-tuned them. We know who they are. Uh, based on a survey we did with our um, with our existing database of 30,000 people, and so we know exactly who they are, and we're going to extrapolate that understanding through the uh, southeast, through the market that we want to expand in, which is really Washington D.C., Washington D.C. and south, and Dallas and east, all the way through to Florida. So it's uh, what I call an expanded southeast uh, market that we want to expand in. That's what we're interested in developing in the next 10 to 15 years. We won't go beyond that. Hmm. And how much space is required for the location, uh, Pierre? That's Average unit will be 2,800 to 3,200 square feet, so not particularly big, but we utilize our space extremely efficiently by uh, minimizing the kitchen space. Again, we figured out how to get the kitchen size pretty small and very, very efficient, mm-hmm. um, so we can have a lot of space for seating. So we seat about 70, 75 people inside, even with that size, and then we always request and get a patio and on that, we can see you know, 40 to 50 people. So in decent weather, it's, it's, it's a big enough restaurant. But the, the key to it is our table turns are so quick because our ticket times are so quick. We say incredible food service and facilities in under 10 minutes. But on average, mm-hmm. our ticket times are four to five minutes, even with that quality of food that we put out. And the way we do that is the way we prepare our proteins and the way our system is set up. Uh, Jesse Gideon, my, my corporate chef, has been with me for 14 years, and the way we've worked out the uh, the systems of execution, we can get out that food extremely, extremely quickly uh, and, and just have the same quality that you'd get in a far, far nicer establishment. When I say nicer, 
five more expensive establishments. Let me put it that way. That's great. So it sounds like you guys can exceed the customers' expectations. Then you know it's, uh, which is fantastic. How about the um, industry, uh, Pierre? Um, I mean, this this is an industry that 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 seems to um, continue to grow. The segment that you're in, anyway, from our research. Are there any Correct. numbers? Yeah, fast casually is just a massive industry. It's obviously still a lot smaller than uh, than, than fast food and, and, and casual mm-hmm. dining, no question. But it's a far younger, younger segment. It is growing at double the rate right, right now yeah. um, to the other segments. It is ma- it's just it's it's massive the way it's, it continues to grow. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it is that if you look at unit economics and comp store sales of fast mm-hmm. casual compared to uh, fast food, fine dining, and casual dining. It is so much ahead for the last few years and, and really has always been. So your average unit economics of a fast casual concept is going to be around 18% store-level profit. If you look at fast food, it's a little bit below that. Casual dining is even more below that, and fine dining is right at the bottom. And if you look yeah. at comp sales, sales over last year, fast casual is way ahead of all those categories in the last few mm-hmm. years and, and has been for a while. So it's not only a growing in size trend. It's increasing over itself every year. So fast casual, right. compared to fast casual, is bettering itself every year in comp sales. And the unit economics are so much better than the other categories, which is why so many people want to get involved in this category. And so many franchisees, right. as they look at a franchising model, are going to say they want to be in fast casual. They don't want to be in any of the other categories. And if they are going to go to another category, quite frankly, they're looking at, at, at fast food because that's the second best mm-hmm. right now. Right, right. Yeah, we've seen that. So how has technology played a role uh, in this particular business, Pierre? Is technology a big part of it, small part of it? Technology is huge. We uh, we were some of the, the first people that really got into social media. We don't advertise mm-hmm. or market uh, at all, but we're very big in social media. We spend our money there, right. and we just feel that we've had great returns based on that. So when we were doing social media and started out maybe you know, four or five years ago, a lot of people were saying, well, you know, it's trendy, it's a trend, it's going to go away, it'll be something else. Social media is not going away. It may change. For example, one of the companies right now, you know, it's Foursquare, it's a, it's a spatial recognition um, software that allows you to go in and check in uh, in a restaurant. That type of company, right. the name of Foursquare may go away and someone else may take their place. But spatial recognition is here to stay. Any kind of a social media, it's going to be an extremely huge part of everyone's business going forward in every segment, not just restaurants, everywhere. And people who ignore it are going to do it at their own peril. Of course, our POS stations and our back office systems and and internal stuff that we've developed, the technology, continues to evolve. Um, Credit card recognition, credit card recognizing who you are, so you swipe a credit card. Uh, they know exactly who you are at the store. You know, thank you, Mr. Jones, for coming in again. Right. Uh, I see you are, you know, you, you, you one meal away from having your, your eighth free meal at our restaurant. Thank you for being a great guest of ours. This kind of stuff is becoming more and more prevalent, and yes. it's going. It, it's intrusive in a way, but in another way, it's awesome for us to be able to actually uh, know so much about our guests that we can actually cater specifically to them and thank them for, for being regular guests of ours and reward them. Interesting. So you give a little indication about the characteristics in your franchisees, I and mean, they should be, of course, financially qualified. What other types of, like I guess you could say, interpersonal uh, characteristics do you look for in your uh, franchisees, Pierre? We we do a uh, we definitely do a, a psychological profile of them as well to ensure mm-hmm. that they're going to be a good match for us. A great franchisee, yeah. by definition, is someone who definitely understands how to follow us, follow a system. We do not want to get franchisees in who say, well, you guys are doing this, but we can do it a little bit differently, and we're going to introduce these products. And 
someone by definition being a franchisee has got to realize this they've got to follow the system and if they don't yes. they need to go out and they really need to go and and start their own business and I'd encourage them to if someone's that entrepreneurial that they want to go out and do their own thing, they should absolutely not be a franchisee because all that's going to happen is going to be huge friction between them right. and the franchisor, and that doesn't work. It never works, and ultimately, they will lose because they'll be they'll be defranchised, and that's something that no one wants. No franchisor wants to do that, and right. no franchisee wants to basically lose their money because I've seen time and time again when people are defranchised, they think, oh well, they'll just put their own name up. And they'll be fine. They inevitably always lose the business, you know, once they start doing that. So, you got to be someone who's prepared to follow the model that the franchisor has set up. We want business people who understand how to run businesses, but you got to follow the model. It's extremely important. And as I mentioned before, we want people who are passionate about the restaurant business and food, and don't just want to serve anything just to make money. Yes, right. we all want to make money, but you want to be proud of what you serve. You want to be proud that you're associated with a top-end brand. That can deliver on their on their on their brand promise. Oh, well said. So, once someone decides that they want would like to become a franchisee, and, and you like them, they like you. What's the training like for new franchisees? The first thing that we do once we once we sign the paperwork, of course, of course, they'll come into to Atlanta, and uh, we do have a six week training program which can go up to eight weeks, or quite frankly, down to four weeks, depending on the experience level of the, right. uh, of the franchisee. But on average, it's going to be six weeks, and they will go through the full training program from the back of the house where we spend a lot of time, definitely to the front. We'll also make sure that they understand and teach the numbers and show them mm -hmm. our systems of ensuring that the numbers drop to the bottom line as well. But the biggest thing that we do is that once a store opens, most franchisors are going to be there maybe a week. They'll send a person, maybe two. We're going to be at your store pretty much for the first full month We'll send a team of five people initially, and then after a couple of weeks, once the store's up and open, drop down to about three people, then have a, you know those three people for another couple of weeks. And, right. then, and then if we feel we can pull out, we will. So the, the support level that you get from a smaller franchisor that's that committed to the quality as we are and that wants to ensure that the franchise is going to be supremely successful is that we're going to be there triple or four times the length of time that any other franchise saw uh, of a of a bigger scale is going to be at your at your operation. Uh, we just want to make sure that it's it's going to end up perfect for you and for us because we only grow and make money if you make money, and we're very very uh, clearly aware of that. Yeah, well said. So, what's a typical day like for uh, a franchisee, Pierre? How would you describe that? Well, I always say with one restaurant, you're really in the restaurant business. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to be there early. You're going to work, and, and it's your money. You're going to make sure that you're there as much as you need to be pretty much in the beginning the whole time to ensure that things are perfect. Anyone getting to start a business uh, understands that. If you already have multiple units, once you get to two and three and four units, from two units, you're starting to become a restaurateur, but you have some right. oversight. Once you get your third restaurant open, now you're a real business person. When I say that, I mean now you can get someone who oversees your store, and you can actually work on your business, not necessarily in your business. But a one-store guy who comes in, he's working in his business. He's got to be there. He's got to make sure things are perfect. And, and this is really anyone who wants to be successful in any category, forget the restaurant business, has got to be there. It's not a 20-, 30-hour work week. You're going to be working right. initially 50, 60, 70, 80 hours as long as, long as it takes for you to ensure – that things are perfect. Ultimately, it's your money. And, you know, when I started my first restaurant, I remember clearly back home, I was there seven days a week for the first year mm -hmm. or two 
working 80, 90 hour weeks with my brother, and that was very typical. And I'm not saying that that's necessary here. It's not. It's just right. you've got to ensure that things are perfect. I always say the first three months determines the next three years in any restaurant business. So when you open, ensure the first three months are literally perfect. And if you've got to be there seven days a week, the full shift from 11 to 11, you know, 10 at night, you need to be there because if those first three months are perfect, you are pretty much guaranteed that the, the word of mouth repetition of how good the place is is going to carry you for a long, long time. If you mess up in those first two, three months, the bad word of mouth will kill you and you'll either close down or you'll have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in marketing to try to get those people back. So rather don't spend those hundreds of thousands of dollars in marketing to get them back, which is only a probably 30 40% chance you'll get them back, spend the money up front executing it perfectly in the first three months. So you've been doing this a long time, Pierre. What, what advice would you give to our listeners or aspiring, we call them like franchipreneurs, they're looking to buy a franchise. What would you say to them from all your experience up well, to this point? Definitely do your research. You know, they mm-hmm. they got to look at the market. They got to find something that, that 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 resonates with them, that they're passionate about. Don't get into something just because. Oh well, we can make money doing this. If you're not passionate about it, you will definitely not succeed long term in doing it. So find something that you truly love, that you're passionate about. If it's in the restaurant business, that's great. Find a concept that you're passionate about and, and that you think is on trend and will continue to grow. So let's say you're passionate about fried chicken. Well, be really careful about you know, doing something like that because it's not on trend uh, with what's happening right. in America today and where things are going. Right. Our concept is extremely on trend with where America's going with their dining um, right now. So I'd say, first of all, find something you're passionate about, but it needs to be on trend. Number two, check the unit economics. Make sure you look at their, their uh-huh. FDD. Check the unit economics. Make sure the box makes money. The box itself, the restaurant, has obviously got to make money. Um, and then definitely speak to franchisees of the system. Don't don't go ahead and just uh, decide, well, it looks good, the numbers look good, we're going to go ahead. Speak to franchisees. Every FDD that goes out, the franchise disclosure document, has got a list of franchisees. Pick up the phone and call them right. and ask very relevant questions to these franchisees. What is your relationship like with the franchisor? When you need them, are they there? Are they responsive? So, And then, of course, ask about the numbers and the sales and all that kind of good stuff to verify. But spend a lot of time on your due diligence to make sure that when you get into a brand, it's the right brand for you. And then once you're in it, as you're moving forward, don't jump around. There are too many people, also too many entrepreneurs in different businesses. They start one thing, do it for two, three, four years, you know, and then jump into something else. If you want to be truly successful to an entre- a young entrepreneur, I'd say find what you love and you're passionate about, get into it, stay in it long enough till you become the best or close to the best, and that's when you make a lot of money. Don't jump around. Be laser-focused in what you do. Don't do the shotgun approach. Do your rifle approach, uh, and just just stick with it and put your head down. That's great advice. So, what are your plans for the future, then, Pierre? Um, I mean, where do you guys see yourself in five years? I mean, it looks like you're looking to expand, like in the southeastern part of the country. Um, right. What else? Well, what we've got going, we very, as I mentioned before, laser focused, and as I advise every entrepreneur, you need to be so fresh to order. The next 10, 15 years is my focus. We're going to grow in the southeast. We're going to continue with a specific brand. I run this brand on a day-to-day basis. I have a partner who runs our Papa John's business, David Stinnekamp. He runs our Papa John's stores. We're going to continue growing those and expanding those, doubling the size of those uh, over the next five years as well. So we have a large, we're the fourth largest franchisee, or the fifth, I forget, in that system. So we're going to continue growing and expanding that. But my passion has always been on the finer dining side, 
and I focus totally 100% of my time on fresh to order. So we wanted to do Papa John's. Number one, it's a very good cash flow vehicle. But number two, what it does for us as well is it enables us to understand what the best franchisors and the biggest franchisors are doing out there. We take the best of the best, and then we apply our specific touch to it and, and, and hopefully give an even better concierge experience to the franchisees that come into our system. So I'll spend my time on that, and uh, we're going to continue on growing fresh to order. We know that it's on trend. We know that Fast Fine is, is the next category that's going to emerge strong. And as I mentioned, it's a variant of Fast Casual, one and a half notches above that. And that's what I plan on doing for a very long time. I'm not going anywhere. I've been in the business since seven years old. I grew up in my dad's restaurants, and I've been working ever since in all different positions. So I've been doing this for a long time and don't plan on doing anything else. <laughs> That's fantastic. What's the best way our listeners can get more information on becoming a franchisee, Pierre? Uh, is there any websites they can go to, any numbers they should call? Yeah, just freshtoorder.com. Go on at uh, Fresh okay. to Order. It's just regularly spelled freshtoorder.com or fresh with the number two, order.com. Either one will direct to our website. Go on the franchising tab, learn about us, look at the real estate section, look at the areas we're looking to expand in. And uh, and then, of course, there's an application. You can fill it in. Or you can, there's a number there you can call as well. But the best way is probably to fill in the application. It comes mm-hmm. directly to us. Uh, 24-hour turnaround. We'll get back to you, and we go from there. Fantastic. And I want to thank you again, Pierre. You've been a fantastic guest. And Don and I are going to keep our eyes on you guys and like to invite you back next year already. Appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks, Pierre. You have a great day today. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thanks. So why don't we just take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Helping build America one small business at a time. Franchise Inc., a free consulting service. For years, Franchise Inc., a national company, has been helping people franchise their business concept and help folks like you own a franchise. With over 2,500 franchise systems out there, it can be awfully confusing. Don't take chances with your future. At Franchise Inc., we've done the homework for you. We can help match your interests and background with the franchise that's right for you. And we only work with proven franchise systems with a solid reputation and track record of success. The consultants at Franchising can help you with your short and long-term wealth strategy. Give us a call today and we'll send you free our best-selling book, Solving the Puzzle of Owning a Franchise. Remember, it's not just owning a franchise, but finding the right one for you. Call us at 800-961-0420 for a quick consultation to discuss what's important to you, your business, and your future. The service is free. The book is free. What do you have to lose? Find the business that's right for you. Call Franchise, Inc. at 800-961-0420. That's Franchise, Inc., at 800-961-0420. Franchise Interviews. For over four years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get inside tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Check out our weekly franchise radio show, where each week, You get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And don't forget to listen to our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us 
at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today, Pierre Panos, founder and CEO of Fresh to Water. That was a great show. Again, next week we have uh, August 25th, Great Play. We're meeting with Keith Tamhai, the co-founder and CEO of Great Play. And then the following week, we're meeting with Right at Home Franchise Opportunity. So we've got some great shows lined up over the next, well, for the rest of the year, actually. So I want to thank everyone again for listening. Have a great day. And go to FranchiseInterviews.com. And we'll see everyone next week with another great show. Take care, everyone.